don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Did you forget what to say? I did. <laughs> True crimes and story time. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Michelle, the one who knows what our podcast it's is called. It's been like two <laughs> weeks. It's been like two weeks since we've recorded. Yeah. So. It's been a minute. Um. Yeah. We apologize. I think we already did in our last episode, though. Um. So I am bringing you, I think this is my last true crime of this go around. Yeah. I got confused. I forgot we're recording this one before the other one. I almost got confused. So, um, I, I don't think I have anything to say before I get started. No, honestly, I just want to jump right in and get this over with. Okay. Because she told me it was really bad. Yes. I came across this story on TikTok. 11 pages of bad. (laughs) Um, it's not, it's pretty horrible what happens, but. Is it like Sylvia Likens horrible? Remember that? That's a different kind of horrible. That was rough as fuck. That's a different kind of horrible. This is pretty fucking bad. Go listen to my Sylvia Likens episode. This is pretty fucking bad. It's just a different kind of bad. Okay. So I came across this um, case on TikTok. Link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, And it is about a woman named Allison Botha. Okay. Okay. I just want to start this off by saying this episode is going to be very, very, very graphic and gory. And there is rape in this case. Mm-hmm. So, it, I'm going to talk about, like, severe open wounds. Mm-hmm. And if that's going to trigger you, don't listen to this because it's it's very graphic. So, you've been warned. Okay. So, I'm just going to get right into it. You know, I once ate a whole meal while somebody was look, showing me the pictures of their hunting book. Oh, really? Of deer. Yeah cut open and just whatever yep. and you're just chilling so, eating i was an emt oh well, yeah that's true you you forget i, I always was an forget EMT. i always forget so honestly we used to talk about like different um runs like while yeah. we're eating mm-hmm. you just come become kind of like desensitized it. yeah yep so let's go i haven't done that in a while though so now i'm like <sighs> we're gonna find out let's okay. just go so uh, allison botha or Bota. I don't, it's pronounced both ways. Okay. I'm just going to call her Allison. She lived in South Africa with her mom and her brother. Okay. She described herself as, like, pretty average at everything that she did. She Relatable. didn't really <laughs> excel at anything, mm-hmm. but she was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. She she graduated at the top of her class and... But she was college. average? Girl, yeah. come on now. She went to college for, like, a secretarial degree. Okay. Um, after college, she was, like, studying abroad, and mm-hmm. after she graduated, she moved back home to be with her mom, and, um, she was working for an insurance company. Okay. There's not really a whole lot about her background. She had a pretty, like, normal, average life. hmm So, on December 18th, 1994, she was 27 years old. Allison had spent the day hanging out at the beach with her friends, eating pizza, just, like, chilling. Yeah, and one of on her the beach, friends- though. Uh, I yeah. probably puke. <laughs> Man. Um, one of her friends 
kind of said that she was ready to go home. She was mm-hmm. tired. And she was going to walk home. But Allison didn't want her to walk. So she offered to drive her home. Nice of her. So she drove her home. And when she got back to where they were, like, hanging out. Because mm-hmm. she was going back to meet the rest of her friends. Mm-hmm. Her parking spot was taken, obviously. Yeah. So there was no other parking spot. So she kind of had to, like, park down the road a little bit. And so she parked. She was, like, getting stuff out of the back. Or, like, you know, looking out. She wasn't paying attention to her surroundings. Yeah. And a man came up to her window, mm-hmm. her driver's side window, with a knife. Mm-hmm. And he held the knife to her throat and told her to move over or he was going to kill her. So her car doors were already unlocked. So, because she was kind of, she wasn't really worried about it. It mm-hmm. was pretty safe, you know. Yeah. She never really thought that somebody would do anything. Nobody ever really does. Right. So, um, he was already, like, opening the door. So she scooted over to the passenger seat. She didn't really know what to do because she always thought the best of people. And so she just, like, did whatever he said and, like, thought that he probably had a reason for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The man told her that he didn't want to hurt her. And he just needed to use her car because he was trying to find some guy who stole a TV from him. Sure. Yeah. So at this point, she was just, like, kind of not chilling, but she was, like, not panicking oh god she was just kind of like what the fuck's going on yeah. but not like scared for her i would life. be absolutely panicking i would yeah. have already jumped out of the car and ran but yeah like, that's just me because i'm like fight or flight i'm out <laughs> right me too i would have been freaking out yeah but every everyone always says that and then they get into the situation and they're like well, what the fuck frozen do I do? Yeah. don't know what to do so this man was like talking to her like mm-hmm. having conversations with her trying to make her feel more comfortable. asking like do you have a boyfriend like what do you do for work you after know, he just blah, said blah, blah. move over or i'll kill you yeah what the hell dude? so they finally they're driving he's driving around and he picks up this guy and like he gets in the back seat mm-hmm. and they're like talking about this tv and allison's just like sitting there and you would think that like if someone stole your tv you would not tell him to hop in the car yeah you'd be like give Where me the my, my fucking TV? tv bro yeah so, Allison said that the guy they picked up that was sitting in the back, she, like, looked in the rearview mirror and said that he looked, like, cold, like, very cold and, like, pure evil. Like, she knew that this evil. guy was, like, not good. Evil. Like, main man? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you, if you guys know, you know. Yeah. So, they kept driving, and they started to drive, like, down these roads that didn't have any streetlights. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, getting dark out. And that's when Allison knew that, like, something bad was going to happen. Yeah. So, they pulled into, like, a secluded area. I, I keep saying like, and I don't know why. Because. <laughs> like, I know, I've been noticing it <laughs> way it more. <laughs> I know I say it a lot already, but I feel like I've been saying it way more in this episode, and I'm so sorry. I was watching a TikTok video the other day, and the girl was like, 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 like. I'm like, I literally like, can't like, watch like, it anymore. Like, 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 I had to skip it because I'm. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm saying it too. Now you're making me super aware. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. So, um, they pulled into a secluded area and Allison says, now what? And one of the men say, we want sex. Ew. This is where it's going to get real bad, okay? <laughs> so, if you haven't left, leave now. Okay, bye. You know where this <laughs> is going. So, both men proceeded to rape her one after the other. The men were speaking to each other, and Allison noticed that they were using their names. So, they're fucking bold. So, she made mental notes. They're bold. 
that you keep that in mind too. They're fucking disgusting. Okay, keep that in yeah. mind because that's going to come back later. Why they're being so bold. Mm. So she figured out their names were Franz and Tiens. Okay. Okay. Now these are like South African names, so I'm yeah. probably pronouncing them wrong, but Franz and Tiens. Okay. So while one of the men was raping her, the other was choking her. And she's saying, like, please don't kill me. And the man that was choking her looked at her and just said, sorry. Not sorry as in, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm so sorry that I'm doing this. Sorry as in, like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, you're you're shit out of luck, basically. Ew. So, she blacked out. Mm Mm-hmm. And when she woke up, she was being stabbed in her lower abdomen pelvic area. Over and over and over. 37 times they stabbed her. But she was waking up. And the men realized that she was still alive because she started to move. Obviously because she was being stabbed. So they went to cut her throat. Mm-hmm. Because they were trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a one quick, you know, cut of the throat. They were like mm-hmm. sawing it. Like mm-hmm. going back and forth. Oh my god. Yeah. 17 times across her neck. They were trying to decapitate her. Not just cut cut her cut her neck. Cut her throat, okay? She was stabbed 37 times in her lower abdomen and cut her throat 17 times. So then Allison saw the men get in their car and leave and throw her clothes out the window. So they're gone. She said she wasn't feeling any pain. All, but all she could hear was this, like, horrible gurgling noise. And it was because she was actually breathing through her windpipe, which had been severed and, like, sticking out above her collarbone. Right next to her ear. And that she was breathing through it. I told you this was a bad one, bro. I told you this was a bad one. and it's You know not- if I'm not saying anything. Because I'm always saying something. Mm-hmm. That I'm just like... And I just want you to know, we're not even to the worst part. Yet. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, she's still alive at this point. Mm-hmm. She said she had an out-of-body experience where she was kind of looking at herself lying on the ground. And she had to make the choice whether she was going to give up and just die yeah or if she was going to fight for her life and do everything possible that she could so that she could catch these men so they Mm -hmm. don't do it to somebody else and she chose to fight so she decided that if she was going to die there she wanted the men to be found so she wrote in the dirt next to her the men's names bronze and tians and then she also wrote i love mom because she wanted her mom to know, like, if she was found, yeah, she didn't go out without a fight. Like, right. she was, you know, doing everything she could to live. So, obviously, she knew she wasn't going to... I just read the next line. She, yeah. She knew she wasn't going to live if she just laid there. She was going to die. Mm-hmm. So, she had to get up and crawl. But when she got up, she felt something on her legs... And when she reached down, it was her intestines, because she had been disemboweled from all the stab wounds. Her intestines were laying on her legs and on the dirt next to her. 
Yeah. And what does she do? She picks him up, puts him back inside her body, grabs her shirt that they threw out of the car, and puts it over her stomach so she could try and crawl to the road. I mean, she was smart in doing that because... She said she didn't feel any pain. So she's just, like, doing what she could. Well, that and, like, she's probably so in shock still that she doesn't feel any pain. Mm -hmm. That she's, like... I don't really give a fuck what happens at this point. Like, if I get an infection, who cares? Because I could literally die right now. Mm -hmm. I would much rather have an infection than die. Right. And if I get to the road, I can get taken to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So, she started to crawl, and she only made it, like, five meters. It was going very slow. And she was like, I need to do more. Like, I need to pick up the pace. I need to Mm -hmm. figure out how how I can get to the road faster, Mm -hmm. because this ain't doing it. So, she decides she's going to try and stand up and walk. She's already been disemboweled. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, she goes to stand up. And she said everything went black and she saw stars. Because what had happened was, whenever they were cutting her throat, Mm -hmm. they severed the muscle that holds your head in place. Mm -hmm. So, her head fell back. And she was looking up at the stars. Mm -hmm. And her head was literally lying between her shoulder blades. Oh, my God. Because there was nothing there to hold it up. So, with one hand, she was holding her shirt to her stomach, holding in her intestines. With the other hand, she had to hold her head in place. So she could walk. So she could walk to the road. Because she physically could not hold her head up. Because it had been severed. Bro. And she's walking. Yeah. So she's been disemboweled Mm -hmm. and nearly decapitated. And she was still going. She was still trucking. She was walking. She said she was going in and out of consciousness, but her body just, like, continued to walk, even though she kept, like, blacking out. Her body kept going. Yeah, because her body's, like, Mm -hmm. she also probably has that adrenaline rush, too. So eventually she does get to the road. She was so tired by the time she got there, she just collapsed. And at that point, she said she was just ready to die. Like, she, she had made it to, to the give road. Up. Yeah. yeah. A car did see her and stopped, but when they saw, like, the condition that she was in, they kind of got freaked out and drove off. Bro, what yeah. the fuck? Like, what the fuck? But another car stopped and decided to help her. One of the people in the car was a veterinary student named Tian. Not, mm-hmm. not to be confused with yeah. Tian's, which okay. was one of her attackers. Right. Tian. And he was on vacation with some of his friends. He got out of the car and, like, immediately went over to her and covered her up and was talking to her, trying to keep her awake. Mm -hmm. And they called the ambulance. Mm -hmm. They were 15 minutes away from the hospital, but they waited, it said, from 40 minutes to two hours for the ambulance to get there. It's kind of, it said both, but they waited at least 40 minutes for the ambulance. When the ambulance got there, they really didn't rush anything because they were convinced that she was gonna die okay that doesn't matter yeah as an emt i don't give a fuck if yeah, i'm convinced no. you're gonna die we're going to the hospital and we're getting there as fast as mm. you can because five seconds could be somebody's fucking life mm-hmm. like that's ridiculous yeah. that you know that's so yeah they weren't like rushing to get her to the hospital or anything but tian stayed with her tian mm-hmm. got in the ambulance and rode with her in the ambulance to the hospital even though this was a total stranger well, he wanted to be there for her yeah. because she was alone and he probably wanted to see it to the end, too, yeah. to see if, like, she was going to survive and things like that because he had already started taking care of her. Yeah. 
So when she got to the hospital, the doctors like examined her and everything. She had an ear to ear injury on her neck. Mm -hmm. So her whole neck was like tore up. Yeah. From like the top of one side all the way down and around. Right. Because they tried to saw it. Yeah. Since she had been stabbed repeatedly in the lower abdomen area, the doctor said that she would likely never have children. Sad. Especially for a woman, like, if she was thinking about a future with kids, Mm -hmm. no, that's taken away from her. Yeah. The blood vessel that provides blood flow to the brain had barely not been severed, but if it had, she would have bled out in a couple minutes. So that's basically what had saved her. Yeah. Her trachea was severed, but... Luckily, one of the doctors that was on call that night specialized in throat surgery. So, so he everything was, able, was lining up for her right Yeah, now. he was able to do surgery on her throat and get it stabilized. She went through many extensive surgeries to get all of her wounds closed. She had to have, like, her stomach sewn shut, like, multiple different times. Oh, I'm sure. Um, they basically had to take a scrub brush and wash all of her organs because of all the dirt they didn't want her to get an infection Mm -hmm. so they were doing everything they possibly could to get all of the dirt out it was a miracle that she didn't get an infection because it had already been in her body yeah but she didn't Hmm. like everything about this case is just a freaking miracle Mm -hmm. like i cannot believe everything lined up perfectly yes yeah like this is it sounds fake. Like, it sounds like this would be something in a movie, but this is 100% happened. That is so crazy. Which is crazy to me. I hope those motherfuckers are in prison. Just wait. Okay. So, even if though... If they're not, I'm going to be pissed. If they're not, I'm going to attack someone myself, and it's going to be them. <laughs> as long as it's not me. Excuse me? <laughs> Does that mean... You know what? Just go on. Um, even though Allison was on the brink of death, she managed to pull through and survive. Hell yeah, Allison. And she remembered everything that happened and remembered who her attackers were. Well, I'm sure it will never leave her mind ever. So, even though she couldn't speak because she had had throat surgery and she had a tube in her throat, Mm -hmm. police came in to talk to her and get kind of her story, what she could, you know, write out. They showed her pictures of known criminals in the area and right away she pointed out franz dutois well he is a fucking twat and tiens kruger okay police said that she would have a stronger case if she could like physically say who it was like with her Uh, like vocally yeah but like that's yeah i don't know i don't know it doesn't make sense to me either but they wanted her to like say it but the doctors obviously were like no like she just had major throat surgery this is not a good idea but they Mm -hmm. ultimately left it up to allison and allison wrote down on a piece of paper to take the tube out of her throat so she could tell them because she wanted them to be caught yeah of course like as soon as possible that's who that's why she survived she said she didn't want them Mm-hmm. to walk free like, she was like very strong through all of this mm-hmm. i think she was still kind of in a state of shock oh of course but she wasn't like i i don't i but mean her I don't main know. goal was to focus and yes. try to get them in prison yes so she wrote down on a piece of paper to, to take it out and they took it out and at first she said she was like oh that feels so much better like when they took those are i was like the first thing she said and then she said my attackers were franz and Tians. okay so she did it. 
Yes. The reason that their pictures were in the folder of known criminals was because they had previously raped two other women before Allison. One woman ran because they told her they would kill her if she told anyone, so she Mm -hmm. told the police and then got the fuck out of there. Mm. And then the other was pregnant and went straight to the police. So they so they already so knew. the dude that was choking her was like, "I'm sorry." I have that's to do why this. they had to kill her. Yeah, because the other two people were already escaped. Yes. Wow. Well, that's insane. yeah. So they had the intention of killing her. They absolutely tried mm-hmm. to kill her. The lead investigator found Franz and brought him into his office and told him he was being arrested for attempted murder. And Franz was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And the investigator told him that Allison survived. Mm-hmm. And Franz basically was, like, stunned. Oh, I bet. He didn't say anything. And he told the investigator that he wasn't going to tell him anything because Allison could tell him anything he wanted to know. So he was just going to keep his mouth shut, mm-hmm. basically. And then he had a ring on his finger, a bloody ring on his finger, and took it off and put it on his desk and said, that's hers. A Bro. ring that he took from Allison. Well, that just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, at this time, the way you would identify a suspect in a lineup is they would have the victim go up to everybody in the lineup, put their hand on their shoulder, and look them in the eye while somebody took a picture. Why would you do that? I don't fucking know. But obviously, they weren't going to do this to Allison. They weren't going to have her do this. She had already been literally on the brink of death. Why did they do that I don't previous, know. That like, makes no fucking sense. No, no. This is also in South Africa, so I don't know how they do things. So fucking weird. Yeah. So, they had her stand behind a one-way mirror like they do today and right. point out them in a lineup. Mm-hmm. Franz, in court, tried to say that he was a Satanist and that he was possessed and he had an exorcism, but... People could tell that he was making it up as an excuse. Like, he was just... Yeah. He was just trying to, like, basically, pl- like, plead that he was insane. Right. Or whatever. And Allison, she stood up in court and testified against them herself. Oh, yeah. Um, told, you know, all of the events that happened, her whole story. And they both were found guilty. Good. Franz was sentenced to three life sentences without parole. And Tien's was sentenced to one life sentence without parole. I don't know why it's different. Um, I don't know. Maybe was maybe Franz was more involved than Tien's yeah, was. Yeah, it sounds like still he... maybe he was the one that actually inflicted the wounds. Yeah. Um, Who but knows? it's not like it's not. Yeah. It wasn't distinct. They're treating it like a person that was leading and a person that was just like following. An yeah. So Allison fell into a deep depression for a while, um, as anyone would. Yeah, of course. But she remembered. The out-of-body experience she had before she decided to fight. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that th- That would all be for nothing. Obviously, that's not going to cure her depression right away. No, but of course not. But at least she, she has something to look remembered that to. and is like, I put them away, you know. What happened to me sucked, but mm-hmm. like, I look did it for a happened. reason. Yeah. yeah. So she decided she was going to spread the word about what she went through. And she like had a tour where she would go around and speak to people in public. She wrote a book. That's crazy. And everything. And at first, she was really nervous about speaking in front of people. Of course. She was trying to, like, come up with excuses for reasons that she couldn't speak. Yeah. But then when she started doing it more and more, she realized that 
talking about what happened to her helped her self-heal mm-hmm. more. One quote that she said in one of her public speaking things is she said, you have the control of how you respond to anything that happens in your life. And I thought, no, I thought that was a really good quote. Yeah, for sure. And like a really good message to keep in mind, especially coming from somebody that literally was almost decapitated Mm -hmm. and was disemboweled and she lived to tell the tale. Well, she's definitely right because you can't control what's happening around you or things that are out of your control or how other people act. Mm-hmm. But you can control yourself and how right. you respond. Yes. And it's perfectly fine to respond yeah. like a normal human. Yeah. It's just, yeah, things you happen. You just gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, doctors said that she would likely not be able to have children. But she did end up having two sons. That's awesome. I'm happy for her. one of the doctors that helped deliver her second son was... Tian, who was the man who saved her life. That's crazy. And I thought that was, like, a really cool, like, turn of events. Yeah. And it just, just, like, came right back around. That's awesome. Allison was one of the first women in South Africa to speak up about rape. People have asked her if she hates men because of what those two men did to her, and she said no because a lot of, like, the doctors and stuff that helped her that night were men. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to hate men as a whole. Just because two men did it doesn't mean they all are bad. Mm -hmm. She said that she just decided to be a little more cautious than she used to be. Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of the reason that she got her... She was in that situation. Yeah. It's because she wasn't, you know, cautious. Right. Allison has chosen to forgive Franz and Tians because she said she doesn't want to hold that anger in her for the rest of her life. I'll do it for you. Yeah, me too. So, although this seems to have a happy ending, Franz and Tien's may have the possibility for parole. Ew, why? No. Someone had reached out to Allison and said that their daughter was in a long-distance relationship Ew. with Franz through Facebook while he was the in prison. The fuck is wrong with you, dude? I don't know. I'm sorry, but you're in a relationship with someone who literally tried to murder somebody yeah. and disemboweled them and tried to decapitate them? Like... I don't like to dog on people, but ew, you're yeah, gross. Yeah, no. no, let's not. So, obviously, Allison told the police that he's, like, you know, on social media and, like, in a relationship with this woman and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you know, make sure you don't tell him that I know these things, obviously, because he literally tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They literally printed out her email and handed it to Franz. Why? And showed him. Why? That she is still, like talking about him why why would they do that i don't know i don't know it makes no fucking sense she clearly said do not let him know not print it out and show him yourself do the police like like him or something like why would you print out the email and show it to him i don't know are you fucking stupid so they became eligible for parole damn sorry i'm mad it's okay yeah it pissed me off they became eligible for parole in 2015 And she had to testify against them again. The judge that had originally put them in prison Mm -hmm. put a note in their file specifically stating that they were a threat to society and should not under any circumstance be let out of prison. Yeah. So, yeah, they stayed in prison. They were not let out on parole. Good. But their sentence was 
life without parole. Yeah. So my question is, why were they eligible for parole in the first place? Especially when Good the judge said, no parole. Who I don't knows? Know. I guess the way I... Oh, I guess I almost said America's court system is weird. But no, this is South Africa. And who the fuck Yeah, knows? that's true. I think a lot of, like... I think in Africa, I feel like there's a lot of, like, crooked, like, police mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So... Because it's gonna not say, a safe like, place there. Like, I was going to say, like, you know, a life sentence is Africa a is a years. scary place. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. From what I've seen, like... Mm-hmm. Even, like, in the suburban parts, mm-hmm. it's still scary. Like, mm-hmm. apartment complexes have massive gates around them to protect yeah. you from crime. Like, That's the crazy. crime rate is high there. So, I could see where there would be, like, a couple of crooked police officers that are like, yeah. here's the email that she told me not to give you. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you anyway. Yeah. What the hell? When I was doing my, re- you know, the research and stuff, the way I thought of it is, you know, I, I kept forgetting that it was in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But I was like... Well, life sentences is X amount of years. Maybe they hit X amount of years, and that's why they were eligible for mm. parole. But like, I don't know. I don't know how it works over there. Yeah. So who knows? A documentary was going to be made about Allison's story, and this motherfucker Franz, this bitch, requested they interview him no. for this documentary. No, Fuck no, no. Off. That's not even the worst. Fuck off. He wa- he asked them to interview him. But he said he wanted a written apology from Allison and... I'm sorry, excuse me? He wanted profit shares from her book and all of her public speaking. (laughs) No. I think the fuck not. (laughs) Like, what? Are you delusional, bro? (laughs) I think so. I think so. Ew. Like, go back to the fucking shithole you crawled out of, bro. Oh my. I hope. You nasty, disgusting, (laughs) evil bastard, dude. So, the Um, last. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm sorry. The last thing I want to say is a quote from Allison that she lives by. And it is Feel the fear, but do it anyway. And I love love that. that. I also want to say, um, I left out all info about Franz and Tans. One, yeah, because they're absolute pieces of trash yeah, and they do them. not deserve the no. time of day. But no. also because all their information is confusing and it kind of, you don't know who is who that they're talking about. So mm-hmm. I decided to leave it out. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter because they're pieces of absolute shit. And I hope they die a horrible, horrible death. In like the fire I said, pits of hell. they can crawl back into the shithole that they came out of. Yeah fuck them so um that is the survival story of allison botha and well, i allison if you are hearing this i am happy that you survived and continue to live by these great quotes that you have been putting out and are speaking out against these mm-hmm. disgusting pieces of trash i know that you forgave them but we don't and we're gonna hold on to that anger for you no worries we got this but we will hold the anger for you. Yes. I just, I hadn't, hadn't really seen many people talk about this case. Mm-mm. And when it popped up on my For You page on TikTok, I was like, what is this case? And right. I feel like it had to be talked about. She is a queen mm-hmm. for this. And I hope I am half as strong as she is. Seriously. Like, that is absolutely amazing. It definitely is. It's, it, I, it's horrible what happened to her. But the fact that she was strong enough and had the willpower... 
to just keep going and keep mm-hmm. and then when when she thought she was at the end of the road she just kept fucking and going and she's still going and she's still going so i hope you guys enjoyed this story definitely um i wanted to do a survivor story so i thought this was a good one um this is the yeah, recording so next before Easter. Week so next week Easter. yeah we will not be recording next week because of Easter sorry guys but so you will not get episodes next week but you will get episodes the following week yes um go follow us on all our social medias the link is in the show notes yep Patreon is also in the show notes there's yep. stuff on there as well um and I think that's all I got me too thanks I'm for listening I'm speechless after this so at least it was a good ending though she lived i know but just it was what happened horrible. to her is like i think this case will it's gonna be up there with the the veliska axmart case it's just gonna stay with me till that i i will never forget this case i'll just never forget sylvia likens she goes oh, through my too. brain all the time yeah <laughs> thanks all for right. listening bye, bye.